at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello everybody, welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 147. Uh, uh, you are here with the two co-hosts of the show. Uh, I'm Greg. He's Joe. Hi. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, and as always, uh, we thank you for listening to like the podcast, and uh, and I especially thank uh, you know, especially thank um, Joe here for indulging me with one of my like you know like one of my one of one of my definitely favorite little known niche games, but definitely is one that <laughs> is definitely an acquired taste. I'll be the first to uh, you know, admit that. So. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to cover, <laughs> so I wanted to cover one of Koai's more lesser-known uh, games uh, for the system. Actually, a- actually lesser-known period to begin with, because but but we'll get to that like, in a moment. Uh, in, in this episode, we're looking at the Super NES port of Liberty or Death uh, by Koai, which is a uh, strategy game based upon the American Revolution. And the American Revolution does not really have a lot of many games based on it, uh, compared to some other. Uh, wars like the Civil War or World War II, obviously, it's pretty much there. Really, has not been very much for, very much done in the time period, which is one reason why I always gravitated uh, toward this game because it's like pretty unique as far as that goes. Um, hmm. There was an older DOS-based uh, strategy game that I enjoyed playing that also took place in the Revolution. Uh, more modern games, you do have a um, uh, they do have Assassin's Creed Three, which uses the, the Revolution like as the backdrop. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of the events in that game are, are changed quite, quite majorly from historical historical factors. But the, but you know, but the dressings of history, um, you know, are present are, are present in the game. Um, I have played a um, uh, an indie first person shooter game based upon the time period, but it's not the most fun. Mostly, it's because that it, it's not so much the fault of the game itself, but just that I just it, you know, just that I just think because of the technology time period. Trying to make a good FPS is not very uh, workable because the muskets being used in this time period were like very slow to fire and you know hard to use and that kind of stuff. It's yeah. not really the best ingredient for trying to do like an FPS game. So it's funny because I was just thinking like you know it'd be pretty cool to see like a Revolutionary War FPS game. Mm, yeah, and then here you are start talking about it and then like. As you're talking about, like, you know, it being slow, methodical with the muskets and everything yeah. else, I'm sitting there going, like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't open my mouth and say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a first-person shooter, because you're right. Yeah, it's kind like, of, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yep, it's kind of the same reason we haven't seen one uh, based on the Civil War period either, but... Right, um, right. Because, like, you know, like, you know, because most games of the, uh, most games of the 19th century, uh, I mean, like the, you know, like, you know, like the Total War games, uh, like the opponent of the... Like the Napoleonic era, or the Civil War game, they're more. Hmm. You see, the, they're more. They're they're more. Um, they're more RTS or turn-based right. strategy games because 
you know, you can see the muskets fire, but you don't actually have to like, worry about like trying to actually like, you know, go through the three minute like reloading period that those guns required. Right. So, I mean, the oldest first person sort of first person shooter game I've seen is like World War One based, which actually works very well because by then the tech, the, um, you know, by the, um, you know, the guns, the guns for that were like reliable, and 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 that, right. and that, yeah. And that FPS game I'm thinking about was not an indie game. That was a major AAA game. I, I just can't think of the name of it like right now. But Battlefield. Uh, Verdun, I think actually is what it's called. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say Battlefield uh, One. Oh yeah, that's right. What it was called? That was World War One. Uh, yeah, I forgot about one. that. Right. I mean, like not a very historically accurate World War One. Uh, right, right, right. But yeah, <laughs> whereas like Verdun is more. Uh, like more like historically based with like the weapons, gotcha, the, with okay. the weapons attack the time period. But yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. But so, but so yeah. Anyway, so anything happening during this, uh, so, yeah, so anything said, so anything said during the, the revolution is definitely going to get my interest because you know, you know, as people may know, uh, as members like in the podcast, you know, I did major in uh, like history. So, uh, so there's this kind of stuff that's always interesting to me. And I've always been a big Koai <laughs> fan for a long time. You know, ever since I was, um. I was like, you know, like a kid, so, mm. um, but, uh, uh, so, yeah, so we've talked about Koai before in the past, so I'm not going to, uh, in the past of this podcast, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Um, this game, like many other games, originally came out for the computers, uh, and then got console ports later on, uh, with some, you know, with some changes made to the game, uh, for its, like, console, like, uh, like, generations. It originally came out in 1993, uh, for the PC-9801, which was a popular line of Japanese computers, uh, the time mm. period, and also, like, a DOS-based version. It, it is strange how Japanese companies making a game based upon an American war, but I guess that's no more, uh, 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 but I guess it's no more stranger than Capcom making a shooter based upon the Battle of Midway. So... Right, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, 1943 is a great game. I love that game. But, um... But yeah, anyway, so the Super NES and Genesis, the Genesis ports of the game came the following year in 1994. Well, uh, a few differences. So we'll, we'll get in those differences, um, you know, as we, um, you know, as we go, like, go along. So, um, however, even though, so even though Koai was Japanese-based, they did get the talents of a, uh, the talents of an American to help them, like, design the... I, I designed the game. So one of the main, so one of the main advisors slash producers in the game was a guy called Stig Hitler, uh, who was well known as being a computer video game designer, artist, and writer for over 25 years. He's worked on over 30 games, uh, like in the industry, like over the years. Uh, he's worked in many genres: action RPG, real-time strategy, tactical shooter, beat 'em up, action adventure. Uh, some of the most famous games he's worked on include like um, oh a bunch of other like Koai games such as like um, you know Gemfire and Celtic Tales. He's also worked mm. in, uh, he's also worked in the Lord of the Rings games, uh, Comic Zone. That's an infamous game. Um, uh, the Ooze, uh, Sonic Extreme, Diablo 2, Starcraft, like both one and two. A lot of the, a lot of the Tom Clancy games, uh, you know, on and on. So. Um, mm. So yeah, so it's like you know, like Koai recognized that this time period was kind of right for a game, so they kind of reached out to him, like for to get his help, help with the game. But Koai also had a very good reputation for branching out to other, to, for branching out to other to to to, to, to other periods and they, uh, genres like their games. But like for example, they also made one game based upon the Napoleonic Revolutionary Wars. Mm. Uh, they uh, they made like they made like not only not only not only was it not only was it the famous. Uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, the Romance of the, of the Three Kingdoms series, which is still going strong today. But they right. also made some other games based upon that time period, like Bandit Kings of Ancient China, 
uh, like a whatnot. Mm. So, uh, you know, they covered like, you know, like we've already covered like PTO two on this podcast, which is like a, you know, a Pacific War um, a game. Uh, there was also Aerobiz. We need to talk about Aerobiz at some point. Aerobiz is a very fun like airplane uh, simulator game where you're like you run an mm. airplane company. Um, oh, interesting. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Both that game and the sequel, like, are you know, definitely like you know, like, like a oh, they're a lot of fun to play. So yeah, you know, they have branched out, branched out a lot. I mean, nowadays, Koi is mostly known for it's like a um, uh, like it's mostly known like for the um, oh, I'm Dynasty like, Warriors. Yeah, yeah, Dynasty Warriors series. Uh, and they yeah, merged and the yep the different spinoffs. <laughs> right. Yep. So, um. Yeah, so, yep, so, and Koi merged with Tecmo, like, a while back, so it's like, you know, in this country, it's Tecmo Koi, because Tecmo's the better known of the companies, but Japan, it's Koi right. Tecmo, so that's kind of curious, but, um, just kind of reflecting what's better known, uh, you know, like, in both, like, uh, areas, so, right, right. but, uh, anyway, so, um, this is, this is pretty similar to, so this game is pretty similar, similar in some ways to other Koi games of this time period, it's like, you just take... Uh, you could play either, like, on the revolutionary side or, uh, side trying to get the independence or, or on the British side trying to crush the independence uh, with a bunch of, like, scenarios. Uh, you know, commander-in-chiefs, there's also, um, uh, there's the, uh, uh, there's a strategy mode where you get to, like, you know, try to, like, you know, you'll, you'll try to keep your people happy and try to, like, you know, like, recruit, uh, like, um, uh, like, recruit them people with, like, your cause. Buy supplies, manage supplies, try to, you try to decide where your purchase money has to go to. Then, then there's a, you know, then there's also the tactical phase. Uh, the map covers the whole eastern seaboard of the United States. So not only do you have like the 13 colonies, you also have Canada in the north and Florida in the south. Um, so you also have those theaters uh, to play in as well. Uh, you know, and you can also like you know move your forces around. Uh, when you get into tactical combat, the map uh, the, uh, the map zooms into a close up of that region, which is pretty nice. Uh, and it's pretty pretty uh, pretty geo. It's pretty like you know like geo. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't yeah, I can say that word. Geographically historical as well. <laughs> um, you know, like for example, like, or like, like for example, like for example, Eastern Massachusetts looks like Eastern Massachusetts. Like you say, like you know, like right. Boston, Cape Cod, um, uh, that kind of stuff. So that's a yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice touch. Um, so yeah, and so you're trying, and of course, you know, there's different scenarios that you can play in like most games. Um, so in the uh, so one change between the computer and console versions, like the original computer versions, you could choose your commander in chief, like for each side. Mm. Uh, there were three people available uh, available on both sides. In the console tra- in the console versions, they simplified that. Uh, you simply have either George Washington uh, on the Patriots or Thomas Gage uh, on the British, like you're like you know CNC. So um, some other differences between the versions, the graphics are the graphics are of course better in the console versions. Uh, you know, they were improved. The music, with the, uh, the music, the music quality was also done. The interface would change from mouse to, um, uh, mouse to controller. But the controller would, like, um, you know, but I always felt the, yeah, but I, yeah, you know, I always felt the, you know, that the controller works pretty well for these kinds of games. Uh, I, I never really had any problems, like, navigating, like, around. So, um, so, yeah, so this game is very historically accurate. There's a lot, uh, I mean, there's a lot here, there's a lot to take in. Um, it definitely can be a bit overwhelming at first, which is why I was always a bit cautious, like, about, like, you know, like, which is why I gave Joe a bunch of recommended, like, you know, like, watch this, read this stuff first to help him, like, prepare for the game. <laughs> uh, because it is a bit, you know, because, yeah, this is not, this is not, the, you know, I'd argue this is not the most comp- complicated Kawhi game, but it definitely is up there. 
as far as it's like, you know, it's death. And it definitely takes some, t t you know, takes some time to get the hang of it. Um, since you're new to this game, Joe, I'm curious to hear about your experiences with it. You know, how much problem you had trying to game with it, your struggles, what you found difficult, that kind of stuff. Um, honestly, I was smart and I watched the recommended videos that you had sent me. Um, <laughs> but I had also, um, watched a few videos on YouTube beforehand to kind of, uh, get an idea of how the game was played. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I was looking for a manual for some reason. I could not use Google properly. Huh. And, uh find a proper manual so that's why i went to youtube and found a couple videos but um i don't know man uh i'm not uh a huge fan of strategy games so this was <laughs> this was tough this was really tough for me to get through yeah so i uh i did play for a bit you know i i gave it a fair shot yeah you know um, but I, this, this is one of those, like, I, it's kind of like Metal Max, where, like, I, I really put the, the most, uh, minimum of effort, you know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I played it, I got, th I got to go through the motions of the different things, like, um, I learned real quick, like, don't underpay your soldiers, because they will turn on you and yes. just leave. <laughs> um, if anything, pay them a little bit more, and they'll actually stick around and be loyal, which is really cool. Um, I really like the idea that you can parade around your, uh, your officers as kind of like a way to build support. Sure. Yep. Exactly. Um, in the region. Sure. That was pretty cool. Um, and it's free, which is, if, you know, you're playing this, um, it's all about money management as well as. Oh other, yeah. Right. Yep. Managing other things. So money is big. So being the parade your officer around and get that support for free instead of, as I learned, using the Gazette and basically sending out propaganda through the newspapers, <laughs> which costs money. <laughs> um, right, yeah. This is actually much better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, you, you buy food, you can buy cannons, boats. I mean, anything that you can think of that you would do as a general... Um, in a war, trying to defeat someone else, right. you're basically yep. able to do in this game. Yeah. And I was actually amazed at, um, as simple as the graphics are, the graphics are really good. Oh, yeah. yeah I was actually yep. really pleased. Yeah, we can talk about um, that now, because, like, you know, the like, Kali's always yeah. had, like, good graphics like their games, I thought. So, like, you know, these graphics <laughs> are very, are charming. They're sort I mean, there definitely something like a charm to it because, like, you know, yes, yeah, like, you know, like, you know, uh, the portraits, the portraits are all like very detailed, you know, they yep. look at the characters that they're like trying to show. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, you know, the little guys, like, the combat scenes are very like nice, like, the way they just march around and like you have this, you know, and you can tell right away based upon their shape and color, okay, that's a militia, that's a royalist, you know, et cetera, right. et cetera. So, um, the combat, yeah, the combat animations are nice. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, the graphics are very cute. Uh, they're very charming. They're very detailed. Uh, like I said, you know, the geography of the regions is very well done. I'm uh, very, like, impressed yeah. by that. So, uh, yeah, they're very good graphics. Like, a very nice, you know, even though, you know, even though it's a port, uh, they did certainly take advantage of the Super NES uh, um, uh, color pa palette to make it look, like, somewhat pleasing to the eye. So, yes, um, yes. You know, plus, you know, plus the, plus the, 
Plus the mini cutscenes, like the opening and the pictures every now and then, also look very nice. So, mm -hmm. but they, um... So, uh, the music also was pretty good, I thought. Like, you know, just a... I, uh, yeah, I was just yep. gonna say, yep. the one big note I have in my notes is the music is excellent. Yes. I really enjoyed the music for this game. Right, yep. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, mix of like, yeah, mix of like historical, historical pieces, like pieces like new stuff, uh, you know, like very appropriate, you know, fits very well. Yeah, Kawhi's, yeah. You, you know, Kawhi's always had good music in their games, I thought. It just like, a lot of it's been underrated over the years, but, yeah. um, but you know, yeah, they really went all out to try to make that kind of like, you know, um, uh, there. Um, did you have any problems controlling, controlling everything? Did you, uh, did you agree with my assessment that the controller works pretty well? Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much, for the most part, just picking things out of a menu and whatnot. Yep, and, right. you know, it's pretty much automated after that. So, sure. um, yeah, I didn't have any problems at all. But, uh, um, yeah, so... If I failed, it wasn't the <laughs> control, it was me. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know, like, uh, actually, you know, actually, as much as they tried to make the game historically accurate, um, the Americans do have the advantage in most of the scenarios of this game, I think, because... Uh, you know, obviously both sides have pros and cons, but the Americans have things like it's easier for the Americans to keep popular support, I think, compared to the British. Right. Um, the Americans also have better commanders, like overall. Um, uh, you know, especially if you're able to keep uh, Benedict Arnold from going like, well, Benedict Arnold on you in this game, and <laughs> right. you know, keep on the American side, which is possible to do. I mean, like you don't do anything, you know, he will. You know, he will drift toward the traitor status that he's historically known as, but you can, right? You know, but you know, but if you take pains to keep him happy, you can't keep him, um, you know, like the cause is gay. Um, so yeah, the Americans have, you know, the, uh, the North, like New England, New York, Pennsylvania, are strong beds, uh, for them. The this, uh, the South, um, the South, the South has more British support, so, uh, you know, so if you're playing British, you definitely recommend it to start in that region first. Um, you know, since it's like easier, you know, easier for you to play down there. So, mm. um, but yeah, so it's a very, so it's a very fine balancing act trying to keep like, you know, like your, the Congress, um, the Congress or the House or, uh, um, or Parliament happy and like, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, trying to recruit generals and trying to like, you know, uh, decide where pressure money has to go to, that kind of stuff. So, right. yeah, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, so it's not just like tactical, tactical fighting, although tactical battles do play an important role in this. Um, right. So, because, yeah, because tactical battles, you're like, um, you know, oftentimes, especially, um, especially the Americans, you have to learn to pick your battles carefully because, right. um, like, you know, you know, just like in the real war, you're going to lose most of your battles. So you have to really just decide, like, you know, where to, mm -hmm. you know, like where to fight and, you know, do your best. And, you know, I think it's, uh, and, you know, people, pe people argue about this. I think it's worthwhile putting as much effort uh, 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 as much effort like into your regular soldiers your continentals as possible because there's something just par for par just better troops but I uh, you know right. than your, uh, militia I mean militia's fine in a pinch but you know if you really want to do any kind of like serious attacking you really need continentals with you so yeah um, I agree so and you know like and like I said before powder supplies money all that's like, critically important because yep you know so um but uh, yeah most of the you know, it wasn't until late in the war that the Americans finally got the experience and training and the training to be able to hold up to the British, you know, on a more like European style, quote unquote, combat to, uh, combat system. So mm. and for most of the game, you're, 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 you're really trying to do a hitter, uh, you're hit and slash uh, tactics and trying to like, you know, like, you know, keep what you can and keep the British like off balance, play right. kind of stuff. So, um, but 
yeah, so, um, uh, so yeah, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely a hard game. It's definitely a long game. You can spend, like, a lot of hours oh, yeah. on this. So, <laughs> um, depending upon the scenario that you play and how you play and that kind of stuff, so. Um, now, I didn't notice, but, uh, was there a save feature with this game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a, yep, there's okay. two slots, so. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, because uh, as soon as you said that, you know, this is the long game, yeah. and I agree, it is right. a long game, I didn't even think to even look whether it, the game could be saved or not. Right. <laughs> right, so, uh, yeah, yep, definitely, yep, can save it. Uh, like most quiet games this time period, you can also, uh, I, I can also play this game multiplayer if you want to, uh, one side British, one side is American. Uh, okay. Uh, or you can also, or you can also set the game as, like, uh, zero player. Just CPU against CPU, so mm. uh, you know, which is a nice touch. So, but they, uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, this is so this is a, so this is a tricky game to recommend because, and I so and so I knew Joe was gonna probably struggle with this, but yeah, I do appreciate <laughs> you, you know, I do appreciate you like you know giving a shot for me. So um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a very unique game. Like I said, not many games cover the revolution, so. As a heavy game set in this time period was great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you enjoy Koai games um, and are not put off by complex strategy, this game is definitely is definitely well worth looking at. Most of the reviews of the game when it came out like were positive. Um, uh, uh, just so like you know, like uh, you know, most of their comments were about like um, um, you know, it's huge amount of detail and makes it an acquired taste. Um, you know, like, you know, if you enjoy historical games, this one's like right up your alley. Uh, you must be content with studying numbers rather than watching graphics or uh, graphics. Mm -hmm. So, you know, most of the reviews of the game back then gave it around like, you know, well, yeah, let's see. Um, you know, just give some examples. Uh, you know, GamePro gave it a 7 out of 10. EGM gave it a 6, uh, a 6.6 .6 out of 10. Um, hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, so on, so on. So, you know, middling, middling scores and uh, scores, and those scores are pretty much like what it is still today. So, um, uh, right. I mean, like, you know, this is not the easiest Koai game. Uh, Gemfire, which George, um, uh, which George and I covered, um, like a while back, is probably the easiest, uh, Koai strategy game to get into. Uh, we've also covered, so we've also talked about the, um, the Uncharted Waters, the, the Uncharted Waters games, which are great. Those are a great mix of like strategy, action, RPG, trading, you know, everything like Road to One. Those are also like very easy, you know, easily approachable games. But so yeah, so Liberty of Death is definitely a it was definitely a very complex co-op game. But it, but if you enjoy games of this type, and if you, um, you know, and if you're looking for uh, a good challenge, this game is definitely one to put. Uh, 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 this game definitely one to uh, definitely one to check out. And I wanted to get a mm. shout out, shout out, partly because of the fact this game. Really flown under the radar for the most part over the years. Um, right. You know, um, you know, there's very little press talked about it. Even when people think about like Koai games, the Koai games, they think about games like Nomenog's Ambition, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Gemfire, that kind of stuff. But, you know, right. this kind of game doesn't really get noticed very much. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got to have patience for it. You got to have like, you know, the ability to love games like this. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you do enjoy games like this, you know, you know, by far, give it a shot. So. Um, did you have anything else you want to say about this game, Joe? Final thoughts? Like, are you like good or bad? Uh, some other like impressions, perhaps? Uh, I, I won't give it a good or bad just because of the fact that, you know, this isn't my style of game. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I recommend it to anybody who 
likes these type of games, absolutely. Um, like I said, the music's fantastic. The graphics are just what you need for a game like this. Um, it's just not my cup of tea. That's, right. That's nope. really what it comes down to. Yep. Yep. Totally understand that. So I knew that you liked the graphics and the music. Was there anything else that you really like enjoyed? Um, the ease of the menus. The, the menus are really, you know, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. straightforward. Yeah, you know what of, I mean? Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of options, but they're all, like, you know, like, pretty easily understand, like, what, you know, like, what each, I mean, you know, what everything is and how to do it and that kind of stuff. So, um, you may curse yourself for not having the supplies of money that you want for them, but, you right. know, <laughs> but, you know, at least everything's there for you to see. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, I was really trying to, like, think really hard after i you know put some effort into the into the game and whatnot i right. i was really thinking like what's a really bad super nintendo game that we could review <laughs> kind of get you back for this one but i decided not to do that <laughs> well i mean bad games can be fun to talk about too so i mean it's like it's not like you know it's not like it has to be like you know like all like you know like bleh stuff but yeah no yeah, i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. but yeah uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so um but uh yeah, so yeah, this has been a game, you know, I you know, I played this game virtually after it came out because I already was already a Kawhi fan to begin with. So right. um but the uh but uh yeah, so you know, um uh, yeah, so yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, like it's a very interesting game interesting game in a very interesting time period that I kinda was you know, that I kinda think it's like right to have some more games done in. But uh, um you know, just the whole eighteenth century period is a period has been kinda overlooked as far as like games go. So Yeah. Um I definitely so I definitely would like to see like more of that, more of that happening right now during this time period. So, yeah. um, but anyway, so, uh, okay. Um, you know, being a strategy game there, of course, there's no like, you know, like cheats or, um, you know, hints or, 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 or codes or anything <laughs> else like that. Uh, like this game. This game could have benefited from some cheats to get some like <laughs> free gold or something. <laughs> well, I mean, there are like you know, you know, there are like you know, uh, you know, safe that you can the safe that you can download if you want to, to right, to mess, right. to, to mess around. That's no fun. To, to mess around various <laughs> things. So, um, or actually, you know, hex editors. You know, people who are good at hex editors can certainly like yeah, that's true. Around. So, yep. I mean, I mean, sixteen bit code is not that complex. You can like figure out true. how to get in there and change things around like the uh, uh fairly easily, but. So, but anyway, so, um, despite the fact this game was not made in huge amounts, the price of this game are relatively cheap on eBay, all things considered, I, I thought, uh, for a game, uh, you know, for a game like this. Uh, it's really, mm. so it's really available. 17 copies currently being listed on, on eBay, 12 copies recently sold. Uh, card only can range anywhere from 20, from 25 to $42. So, yeah. um, and CIB can range anywhere from 50 to $90. So, wow. uh, not really bad prices for like you know, uh, prices like ones like smaller niche games. So, yeah. I was even surprised. Yeah, to, definitely. Yeah, so I was even surprised to see there was a sealed copy of the game on here that recently sold. Oh uh, wow! And again, and again, as far as sealed prices go, not that bad. Hundred for you know, hundred and fifty-seven dollars. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, um, you know. You know, easily affordable. Like, you want to check it out? So, yeah. So, definitely. If you enjoy co-op games, like you enjoyed like strategy games, like this, um, uh, um, don't mind. Uh, you know, a complexing, complexing challenge. Um, you know, by all means, give this one a, a shot because this game, 
the, you know, this game, I, um, you know, I felt definitely was one of the reasons, uh, as I said before, it felt like this game that very, you know, it slipped under the radar for a lot of people, um, mm. you know, both back then and, you know, back then and now. And strategy games, yeah. strategy games are more, strategy games are like more popular now. I mean, back in the 90s, they were definitely like more of like a niche People associated uh, the people associated the genre with like computer games, so right. you really didn't see uh, like you really didn't see this too much in the console market too much. So uh, nowadays, of course, like you know, you know, games like this like do play very well, but mm-hmm. you know, so but anyway, so I think it's everything we can say about this game. Um, Joe, I know you're just talking about uh, what you were thinking about for next time. Um, what <laughs> did what did you decide to look at? To look at for us next time. Uh, I decided that we're gonna do Jurassic Park. Okay. Yep. Uh, the first game, uh, because there are two games for the system we've talked about before, like off mic. Yes. Um, I remember playing this game back when the movie came out. I remember liking it, but it's been a long time since I played it, so uh, I'm curious to go back to it again and see how it holds up. Uh, yeah, and as I was saying off uh, off the record earlier, um, I grew up with the NES and the Game Boy port. Okay. So, and I know that they're somewhat familiar, but there's differences. So right, and I do know this game differs very much like the Genesis port because they have different companies. Yes. So, yes. Um, but Gen- uh, yeah, the Genesis port I played. Yeah, the, Gen- the Genesis version I played. You know, played more recently. Like, really, I enjoyed that one. So yeah, we'll um, we'll definitely touch on the Genesis uh, port a, at least a little bit. Right. When we talk about it, because it, it, you know, obviously that's where I originate from. So. That's. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, of course. So, but uh, yeah. So anyway, that should be fun. Um, let's mix things up a bit this time. Joe, why don't you go first? Talk about uh, uh first and your first and tell tell the listeners like where they can like find you at. Oh well, I can easily be found on Facebook under my real name Joseph Copel, and also you can find me on Twitter at J O E S U X three zero. What about you, Greg? Well, well, we have a Facebook page. Uh, you know, I would welcome to like check out, you know, check out like, uh, you know, like comments, uh, make suggestions for games, that kind of stuff. Uh, we do have a streamer who posts say Super NES stuff on there on a regular basis. So if you're interested in seeing, you know, somebody, if somebody posting Super NES stuff, check it out. Um, yeah, because actually, actually, I, I was looking around on Twitch the other day to see if anybody like streams Super NES games on a regular basis, and then uh, basis, and, and there's a couple people on there, but not really that much, you know, considering how popular. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, considering how popular uh, retro games are these days, I, you know, I was kind of surprised. So, so yeah, hmm. so that's why I gave that person like permission, permission to go ahead and post his, post his, you know, post the video links to the Facebook page. So yeah, you know, to yeah. get some more like you know attention out, attention out there. So, um, so yeah, you can also email me directly if you want to. That email is the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Um, and they, uh. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of ourselves, Joe. We managed to, we, we managed to cover this whole game, uh, especially with its like politically charged liberty or death message uh, being quoted from Patrick Henry there, <laughs> without talking right. about current events. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm impressed. I'm like, you know, oh boy, is he gonna like, go into that? So. Um, but no, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting, yeah, you're getting enough of that and enough of that in real life, like in real life right now anyway, listeners. So I, uh, yeah, like, yeah. so if um, you guys go on your Facebook, you're being bombarded with it. You're not going to get it here on this podcast. I guarantee you that. <laughs> no, but definitely, but you know, you know, uh, you know, I will make the, so, um, but you know, but I will make the, 
slightly, slightly, slightly game appropriate, and you know, definitely, you know, definitely important message here at the end, though. However, to get out there and vote, uh, because they're very, yeah, very important absolutely. this year. So, absolutely. Um, so I mean, after all, the revolution is what is what established this foundation of government in, in, in the first place. So, you know, like, yeah. So, like, voting and jury duty are really the two things in which the common citizen can definitely have the, the most impact upon, like, the, um, you know, the affairs of government. So, yep, absolutely. Um, have you ever done jury duty yet, uh, Joe? Uh, no, I've been fortunate enough to dodge jury duty twice. <laughs> oh, okay, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I was selected, and both times the uh, case did, and did not end up going to trial. Oh. Like, it was settled out of court before yep, it got to that lot. point. So, so yeah. I said, I said, thank you, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I got called, uh, uh, like a few years ago, um, uh, uh, I went for two days. One day was this one day, uh, you know, one day they're picking a jury for a uh, civil a civil case. The other day they're picking a jury for a criminal case. Uh, oh, okay. You know, didn't get selected, uh, like for the pool. So, oh, so, so, okay. You know, saw what it was. It out. Yep, been there, done that, <laughs> went home. So, but, yep. but uh, anyway, uh, thank you again, always, for listening to the podcast, everybody. Uh, thank you again uh, for your time, and uh, feel free to send suggestions, and we'll catch you again soon. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Yep, thank you. Take care. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.